But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. Joining me always is your co-host, Spaz. Greetings, Starfighter. Uh, Julie is here, but she's having some technical issues. Uh, she's calling on a phone today, so hopefully we get all that sorted. Uh, also co- joining us is your co-host, Thorsten. Hello! Your co-host, Jacob. What have borders given us? <laughs> and your co-host, David. <laughs> I would like to know what kind of weather we're going to have here in Sweden. Is it going to be rain or is it going to be sun? I'm still unsure. Is it like the old joke, if you don't like the weather, wait? And But, you know, but it's like, you know, they use that in all these different places. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, folks, we're going to have a loosey-goosey show today. I I did offer today's date to a guest, and I never heard back. So it's like, okay, I don't know what to do. So we need to have some kind of topic. But we haven't done, like, a check-in in in a while, like what we're playing, what we're excited about, that sort of thing. Um, So I thought we would uh, do that because I couldn't think up anything else. And last week's topic was a bit heavy, to be true. I mean, it was a great topic, but it was a bit heavy. So it's nice to, like... Um, you know, loosen up a little bit, you know. Um, so, uh, what am I saying? So, we're going to talk about what we're playing of late, and I will start. Uh, I've been in kind of a funk of late, I couldn't think of what to play. Like, usually, I have a thing to play, like by default, like it's Inquisitor or it's uh, Lord of the Rings Online or something. But I finished, I finished the uh, the season of Inquisitor which was a beast of a thing. And um, I still wanted to play some ARPGs, but I didn't want to play freaking Grim Dawn. I'm kind of sick of Grim Dawn. And don't even get me started on Path of Exile. Oh, my God. And I, I'm kind of burnt out on Diablo 3, and I'm waiting for Diablo 4, so I'm like, what do I, what do I want to play? And for, for some reason, Dungeon Siege came into my head. Like I want to revisit Dungeon Siege, so I started playing Dungeon Siege, and I was having fun with it. I applied some patches to make it work better and stuff. And you know what? For some reason, I was like, I don't want to play this. I want to play Sacred Two. I've never really gotten oh into Sacred. I want. I never really got into Sacred Two. Apparently, it's got a ton to it, and I think that's what I want to play. So I started diving into Sacred Two the other day, and it has really clicked with me. I'm having a great time with it. For a game as old as it is, it has a lot of modern conveniences. It's yeah. a go- it's a gorgeous game. Um, everything okay over there? What's going on? What am, what am I hearing? Is that Julie? That's Julie. Okay. Uh, it's a gorgeous game. Uh, has a lot of modern conveniences. Lots of fun weapons. Like I found this great like ra- long ranged acid bomb. That that is just really fun to play with. Lots of like interesting characters you can't find in any other ARPG. Well, class class types like there's a there's apparently a demon lord and a seraphim and all these different classes. So I started playing it the other day, and it's a little wonky in trying to figure out how to get to the quest markers and stuff like that. But once you um once you start playing it, I I'm I once you start clicking with it, like I just did a quest and j- I for the recording, I, I found a quest. It's called like Arcania airlines. And what the quest does is teleport you to different parts of the map. So you could just go, Oh, isn't this pretty? And you have 
a minute to run around and then it teleports you somewhere else across the map. <laughs> and it's like, what? What is this? Apparently there's a quest in the game where you join a band and you have to do a battle of the bands. Uh, that's that sounds awesome. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I, I don't think I'm anywhere near that. But um, now that I've started to click with it, I'm having a really great time with it. Uh, it kind of shows its age a little in some ways. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure it has gamepad support. It might, um, I haven't tried, but overall it's just, I don't know why I have this particular, uh, best quest is for the band. Yeah. Car, that, that's what I've heard. There's a band quest, uh, where you join a band. Apparently that's hilarious. The boss camera is terrible though. Uh, I found a guide on steam that lets you change the camera a bit. And uh, it, it you, you tweak a bunch of settings to make the camera a lot more usable. And I've, I found it great. So maybe you got to try that. Um, but uh, I've been having a great time with this game. And uh, I didn't know I had this particular itch, but it's definitely scratching it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the, and carrier airlines. Yeah. Here starts the quest on the stream here where it's just like, Hey, we're going to show you around and suddenly boom, you're teleported to another part of the map. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the combat is really fun. Uh, a lot of good voice acting, honestly. Uh, again, very pretty game for as old as it is. And um, so far, some really neat quests. It's 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 very European in some ways. Um, in terms of some things are just really um, not obfuscated, but we just weird. Um, so definitely you can definitely see, tell it's European roots in this game, but overall, for some reason, I'm just really digging sacred two of late. The only, the only downside is it doesn't do cloud saving. So I haven't quite figured out how to get my saves onto my laptop so I can play it on both machine, both of my machines. Um, that's so far the only downside. I got to figure that out. Um, but, uh, but that's what I've been playing of late and a little bit of Everspace too. Uh, I've been enjoying that in little, little bits. I do like a mission or two. I don't know why I just can't do long session. I just haven't felt like doing long sessions with that one lately. Like I'll do a mission or two and like, I'm done for now. I don't know why it's a great game. Just, I, I have a different itch of late and for some reason, sacred two is scratching it. <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> well, it's the sort of thing where, like with Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, you could do the same thing: drop in, do a mission or two, and then jump back out. That's it. It does. It does. It does scratch that same itch in a way as Rebel Galaxy uh, Outlaw does. But I'm going to admit I enjoy the combat in Rebel Galaxy Outlaw a lot more. I mean, Rebel. I mean, Everspace Two is great, but it's it's great for other reasons besides the combat. I think uh, that's fair. Totally so, fair. Yeah. So, um, at least for me. So that's what I've been playing spa lately. Spaz, what about you? What's been, uh, what's been taking up your time of late? I've been bouncing between a few games, uh, Everspace 2 as well. Uh, of course, uh, I've also been playing War Tales, which recently left early access. And we talked about it last week. And uh, that, 
I I now have a small army of bears, six of them. Wait. So <laughs> wait a minute. You have an army of bears. Yeah. Okay. I have, and they just added co-op to this, so we might have to try this. Yeah. Well, I don't know how well the co-op's going to work because apparently you have to have the same people every time. Otherwise, it will not work. Oh. Oh. Ooh. That that's so. If you're playing session to session to session, then you need the same people. Otherwise, uh, apparently, it doesn't work out so well. Any chances that will be adjusted huh. later on? I am not sure about that. Uh, but uh, but right now, my my mercenary company consists of uh, six bears, five uh, ponies three of which are pack ponies so that they can uh, carry all my stuff, three boars, and three wolves. Oh, also two rats, because you can breed rats. Uh, literally, they have what? a perk where <laughs> if you get them to level five, and if you have two of them with the same perk, they have a chance to breed a new rat every time you rest at a campfire. So the interesting thing about that is you can effectively have a never-ending swarm of rats with enough of them in your company. The other thing that's fun about this is that you can equip them with an item called horseshoes, which allows your company to move 3% faster on the world map. And rats can also equip them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) With enough horseshoes and enough rats, you can zip around the map. You know, you know what I love when a game just knows it's bananas and leans into it. Like we know this is it's, ridiculous. We're just yeah. gonna run. We're just gonna let you run with it. You know. <laughs> yeah. The other game I'm playing is the one that we're going to be streaming on Friday. Arc oh, Runner. Arc Runner. Yes, I'm excited about trying that. Finally. Oh, that one. Yeah. I've tried the demo. It's okay. <laughs> For some reason, I'm not. It's hard. As much it's fun very as hard. Advertised. You die very easily, but that's kind of the point. You're you're not supposed to be able to get through it in one shot. Uh, you die a lot. You get some meta progression. You get nanites that you spend on the meta progression at the end of the run, and you get better for the next time. You unlock more weapons, and then you go back in there and kick more enemies. That's really how it works. Sounds reasonable. I'm excited to play that one on Friday because it looks like a lot of fun. Speaking of co-op, I just found out that Sacred 2 has co-op, you guys. Yes, it mm-hmm, does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why don't you look at that? Mm-hmm. Might have to add that to our ever-growing list of things to try at some point. <laughs> yes, with the caveat of... I do- Is it peer-to-peer? Like, how... Like. You, you'd have right, to use you, you'd have to use something like Radmin, which is a v, which is a, one of those VPN things that emulates a LAN. You'd have to use something like that. But apparently, Radmin is great. Um, oh right, we're gonna have to do the, the joys of old gaming, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I mean, when <laughs> I mean when things work, it's when things work, they work. And like, I miss the old Evolve service, but apparently. Um, our friend Denacity over on his Star Trek gaming server, that's what they use, uh, Radman, for all of their games, like Klingon Academy and everything, and he lo- they love it. So um, 
that should be an option for us at some point. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know Sacred 2 had co-op. That could be interesting. <laughs> so I am I am adding that one to the list as I speak. <laughs> Our ever-growing co-op game list of things to try. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very I'm very I know you're going to like Arc Runner. Yeah, I'm very ex- like I'm Arc very Runner. excited about Arc Runner. I'm very excited about Arc Runner. Uh, and, uh, hopefully we'll, uh, and last week's game was fun too. Lodestar. That was fun. That was a fun yeah. time. That was Absolutely. A- it needs more time in the oven, but the I- writing, the writing on that is so good uh, for the AI. Yeah, that was <laughs> terrific. That was absolutely terrific. Um, so that sounds like a fun cavalcade of games. Very different tones. All of them though. <laughs> like a little weird whip tone whiplash there between Everspace 2, War Tales, and Arc Runner. Well, sure, yeah, but I bounce between games regularly. Yeah. But then again, I also play a lot of them when I do. So that's true. It's not like I'm only playing half an hour here, half an hour there. I'm giving it significant time. Right. Right. Well, I can't wait to play Arc Runner on Friday. I'm very excited about that one because that one looks like a blast. Um, so Julie, are you with us? Can you hear us? Yeah. I'm having problems with my phone. Okay. I am 23 stories up in the skyscraper at the moment. <laughs> oh no. Um, with other people. Yeah. Oh no. Yes. Believe it or not me with other people. I know that's unusual, but it was like a command performance. Uh, when the director says mandatory, he means mandatory. Anyway, yeah. I already told you offline the nature of the call, but yeah. anyway, um, I'm glad I could participate, however short. And uh, so this is kind of like a chicken kind of thing, right? Yeah, just what, so, are you, what are you playing lately? What's taking up your gaming time? That sort of thing. Well, I want to first put in a shameless plug for my book because that's what I'm excited about. Okay. And, uh, I, I don't know if I'll meet the deadline, but it's supposed to be out to the editor this summer. So I'm excited about that. Uh, beyond that, I have been playing No Man's Sky on Switch. I was uh, a little chagrined to find out that they took out some of the features that I liked the most, other than multiplayer, of course. Uh, no settlements so far. Uh, no derelict freighters that I can find. Also, uh, Fran and I watched uh, a movie about Tetris, and I had no idea about the history of the book and how it actually, I mean, book, the game, how it actually had to be snuck out of Russia. Oh, during I've not, Cold how was that? I've not seen that movie yet. I keep meaning to, but I just it haven't is, gotten around to it. it is, uh, they, there is some dramatic license. Uh, there was not, for example, a chase with the middle of Moscow. Uh, <laughs> but, but however, it is historically accurate. And the people who they said went to jail did go to jail. And uh, I thought it was interesting. I had a conversation about the game with a friend of mine who was a fellow sufferer of 
PTSD afterwards, you know, and people that are meeting me here for the first time in a long time, they say, oh, they probably say, what a curmudgeon. She won't talk to anybody. Uh, but uh, she's a fellow sufferer. And she said, you know, I've read studies that said it's good for PTSD, especially when you're in an environment like this. Is There's a lot of triggers for me. So uh, I bought Tetris Effect. And mm, it's and it's if I had if I had like I, I, I can put the earbuds in my ears and and hear it, but if I had one of these things for virtual reality with switch, which they do exist, but I don't, but it would be even better. Uh but it is very absorbing, very calming, and uh when I'm not working on my book trying to meet my publicist deadline. I have been playing some X4 Foundations because uh, I like Bosita a lot and his people. <laughs> By the way, Julie, remind me later to uh, send you a link where you can get the soundtrack for Tetris Effect because the soundtrack is really, really good. Yeah. Remind me later. It, it is, is a, a fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. And I'll be playing this in the living room on when I'm not working. And from the next room, my friends say, wow, I love the music. Wow, I love the music. And I say, you want to play? No, I just want to listen to the music. <laughs> well, Spaz can it's help you with that. It's a great soundtrack. It's an amazing yeah. soundtrack. It is an amazing. It's one, it's one of those soundtracks you love listening to when you're not playing the game. Because it's so zen. I absolutely do that, in fact. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, important, the important thing is, however, in talking to, you know, like a friend of mine who has real bad PTSD like I do, you know, when you've had one of those days when you want to start conversation with, listen, MF, or it can be just you and the shapes and the music, and it's very common. Yeah, I could see that. It, be careful though. If you play it too much, you'll start seeing the pieces everywhere, even in your dreams. Right. Yeah. Okay. Ah, yes. Yeah. Tetris effect. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Tetris effect is real. Absolutely. The, the Tetris effect is real. And for the first time, when I went to sleep last night, I was playing it to calm down because of the day I had. I started to see little pieces. As it's it's most common as you start to fall asleep, but see the little pieces kind of in my mind's eye falling to link up and yes so the tetris effect is real so but that's okay oh yeah it's not like it's not like you're gonna see visions in front well i don't anyway visions in front of your eyes all day long no but like if you look down like when i start when i uh for me it was when i got the game boy version is when it really um took over my life. So I'd be in the supermarket and I'd look down at the tiled floor and I'd start seeing the pieces on the tiled floor. You know, <laughs> what does, what is especially attractive for me to this game is not just the music, but also the artwork. Uh, you'll start out and it'll be pixelated versions of sea creatures that will coalesce into things like dolphins and to uh, jellyfish. And, uh, I, I tend to play the version that doesn't speed up to level 10 plus because uh, unlike 
my uh, the people I used to know when I was in the military, I no longer had the reaction time of a rattlesnake on meth. So I'm not that good at it. Well, it also takes a lot of practice. Um, yes, it does. Yeah, but I mean, it's really satisfying once you get better at it. Do you have a, if you really like Tetris, I don't know if you have a DS or a 3DS, but um, um, I would say out of all I mean, the versions I've played, and I've played just about every version of Tetris, Tetris DS is, I think, yeah. the best version of Tetris you can get, even, to, even well, today. I, I'm, a, I'm afraid when those two uh, gaming devices came out, I had a very, very low budget. So it was like, do I want a gaming device or do I want to eat? No, so, that's fair. That's fair. But, you know, I don't know if you can... I don't know if it's on the Switch. I don't know if they have Tetris DS on the Switch. That'd be something to look into. I would say, I would say even if you don't, Tetris Effect is probably yeah. the next best version. I agree. That's available. I agree. Tetris Effect is well, definitely top three, top five. Absolutely. Um, what you used to be able to do, and thanks to Nintendo, probably not anymore, is while uh, Google still has uh, a lot of emulators, you used to be able to go out and get the ROM files. And uh, unfortunately, I don't, even if I have some of the hard disks, which I do, uh, the hard cartridges, I don't know how to take something from a hard cartridge and produce a ROM file, which I would if I could, but I can't and I don't. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I am not a whiz kid at computers like David is. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to ship all my cartridges to Sweden and I'm going to tell David to turn these into ROM files for me and ship it back. And I don't care if he's too busy with his schooling. <laughs> but I'm glad I could participate in the conversation because I was like 23 stories up. It's hard to get any kind of a reception. And I had my earbuds out. I thought, it won't work. Damn, 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 damn. And I'm cursing. I'm swearing. I said, oh, maybe they can hear me swear. And so it was like trying to connect and it won't try to let me connect. And then it locked me out for a while out of Discord. What? what is going on? Yeah, for a while the channel was locked and I couldn't get in. And so we're on lunch break now. And uh, my boss said, why don't you just use part of your lunch break to do part of your show live? And uh, I wanted to be able to contribute because if I can't contribute when the show is live, then it upsets my life, my feng shui of my life, because I count on this and the community. And it's my chance to connect with the community. And I know people may say, wow, oh, my God, you're loony. But, yeah, I guess, oh, otherwise I wouldn't have PTSD. <laughs> well, we're glad you were able to uh, call in. From your office building. Hopefully this is the only time you have to do this. Cause I, if, 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 if my, if my bosses were like, we need to have a mandatory meeting in person. I'm like, I don't know. Like <laughs> there's a new, there are a couple new variants out there right now, guys. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be, be around, be around you guys right now. Um, there, there are, and was it you or Spaz that posted the warning about the mass long-term disability? Uh, because that was, that was Luke. That was Luke who posted. Luke. Um, and what's more, it's real because 
Uh, Fran and I know someone who didn't have a heart condition before he got COVID, and now he's got a really serious life-threatening oh, heart geez. condition. And oh. uh, it's still real, and I lost one of my closest friends to, to it. So uh, I pay attention. People might say I'm loony for wearing the mask, but... You know, when you're sitting there and it's mid-COVID and you've just lost one of your good friends and you're just falling apart, your doctor has to say, look, I'm going to give you something that knocks you out like a light. So I take it very seriously. And I tell people, get vaccinated. And uh, yep. we've had a few people we know who are anti-vaxxers and we just said, that's it. sorry. And so, yes, I take it very seriously. But yes, most of the time we'll be home. But when someone who can fire you and make it stick says mandatory, you pay attention. Yeah. Well, like like we like like we try to say at the end of every stream, please get vaccinated, my friends, if you haven't already. Uh, you know, <laughs> you don't want to oh, be a statistic. Yes. The Tetris Tetris effect is real. And uh, I am playing. I'm surprised No Man's Sky does fit on the Switch. That they probably had to sell somebody's soul to get it on the Switch. I really wish there were settlements in it. And uh, but I'm still enjoying the game. And uh, they might find a way to. Add, really they might find a way to add it. I mean, who knows? They they got they got the whole nine what ninety five percent of the game on there. You know, and maybe they yeah. can maybe. Um, I'm okay with single player because if there's nobody there, oh, nobody else there, there's nobody else there to gank you or give you a miserable time. Which is good, I think. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, well, Julie, uh, thank you so much for being able to call in. Uh, I'm going to move to Thorsten now, if that's okay. Okay. Uh, I will uh, talk to you later. All right. Good Bye. luck with your thing. <laughs> Bye. All right. Uh, so, Thorsten, what about you? Uh, well, I'm, I'm a bit boring today, and uh, because I've got the same games as uh, as Basil is, is playing, uh, I play War Tales 2, which is a very, very fun game. And I've got to say, Spass brought me... Uh, uh, that's uh, made me think of uh, putting horseshoes on 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 on, uh, on my soldiers right now. I've got to try that if that's possible. <laughs> I don't know if you tried it. It's best, but uh, only on I, the animals. Only on the animals. So, <laughs> only on the animals. So bears, wolves, rats—they can all use horseshoes. This bears and wolves. Okay. Um, and the other game, and the other game, of course, is um, uh, uh, Arc Runner. Uh, I've got immensely fun with this game. It's it's it's, it's really it's really interesting uh, how this game is 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 set up, and uh, really I really like it. I'm, I I like it more than than I expected, to be honest. It's it's really good, and uh, I'm really looking forward for the for your stream on on Friday. Uh, that that might be that might be a, a pretty fun fun stream. And um, the next, uh, there's another game. There's another game I've I've, I've playing uh, currently again, and that's uh, White Bastards. Uh, I'm I'm a bit surprised uh, by now uh, that that uh, White Bastards is is uh, is is 
despite being my most favorite uh, FPS by now. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really... Uh, I never... I never thought that uh, uh, when when I bought it back then and, and played the first uh, the first few minutes, I thought, "Oh God, this this game, I don't like it." But by now, uh, I I put several hundred hours, <laughs> several hundred uh, of hours into, into this game, and I, I I love it. I love it. I simply love it. It's just it's just it's a fun little game. Yeah, that that game is so hard. I could not get very far in that game. I never got far in it. Oh, I, I I completed it. I completed it several times by now. Uh, even even with 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 restrictions and ah, um, uh, again, it, I I I love the I love the art style. I love the humor in the game. <laughs> and uh, really. Uh, I, I never, I never thought this would would, would get my my favorite uh, FPS. Uh, you've got you. I mean, think about it. There are so many FPS out there, and and, and really good FPS out there, and I still clinch to this one. It's it's surprising to me. Well, when you when you find a game that clicks, really clicks, you 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 hold on to it. You know, it's it's. It's, it's like it's like your your love affair with with uh, uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw and uh, and Warhammer Inquisitor. It's 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 pretty much the same. It's a it's a game I, I fall back to. If one of those chill games where you're like, I don't know what else to play. I'll play this. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Th- it's exactly. all. It's always good to have a couple of those. Um. It's always good to have a couple of those in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's 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 true. All right, Jacob. What about you? What are you playing? All right. Uh, what I've been playing a bunch of stuff as usual. Uh, the big thing is Age of Wonders Four has come out, and I've been binging that for the past. Ooh, how is it? One day. How is it? It's actually quite good. Ooh, like genuinely interesting and original by Forex standards. Really? Arguably overpriced, but that's an opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm interested uh, in it, but like I didn't like Planetfall very much, so I'm like, eh. with a lot of ver- okay. If you didn't like Planetfall, this might not be your thing because oh. it is it definitely iterative. Though it depends on why you didn't like Planetfall. Hmm. I don't know. I I I don't think I just. It didn't feel as great in a sci-fi setting as there are. I mean, I loved one, two, and three a lot, but I don't know. It didn't work for me as well in a sci-fi setting for some reason. Fair enough. But I'm, I'm that interested. That worth a try at least. Yeah, I'm interested. I'll probably get it on sale because, yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> it is pricey, but I'm personally enjoying it a lot. It is very fun. Uh, Very unique. Actually has, like, Good and interesting uh, city and uh, city and building design, uh, which is un- which is unheard of in forex, especially in civilization likes, where you just find the thing you want to build and press it, and then wait until it's done, and then your town sort of grows ambiently. Oh, that's nice. Besides that. Uh, as per usual, playing way too much Nebulous because Nebulous is great and I love it. And I'm and I understand why people don't like it, but I love it. 
Hey, there's one more game we've been playing, which made me think of this topic. Come on. All right, yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it, in today's episode of Shogun, play, it plays a game older than uh, older than he is, Mega Fortress. Yeah, a delightful, <laughs> a delightful vehicular stealth game from the year of our Lord, 1991, uh, which is about playing a comically oversized, uh, comically oversized B-52 that someone slapped stealth coating onto. Because back in '91, that's how we thought stealth worked. Hmm. <laughs> it wasn't yes. hiding behind a sky bush. Yes. Uh, there are <laughs> sky bushes. They're called mountains in this game. <laughs> Which, I mean, technically it works. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to, f- you're, you're definitely expected to fly between them. <laughs> yep. And then your autopilot tri- takes you through and you stole out an explosion. Kind of the it suffers from the inevitable uh, from the inevitable simulate game simulator problem of here's the f- here's the five positions you have to man at, at one time to uh, operate your plane. <laughs> the the ones that are normally each manned by a separate person working in tandem. Yeah, it's so you run into some awkward situations because of that. Because for example, you can't because for example, you're looking at a. Uh, uh, at your uh, weapon screen, you see there's a, you see there's a target. You lock onto it, and the, then you realize there's a we- there's a mountain in the way, which you can't see because you can't look outside the pilot window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it didn't I think B seventeen from Microprose came out not too much after this, and it did a much better job of allowing the AI to uh, handle to do stuff. To handle the other stations. Actually, the AI could handle every station. You could just watch if you wanted to, which is fascinating. Just have the plane fly itself, which is why you play in the game at that point, but you can, sure. I mean, but it's nice because like it's a great way to like slowly build up familiarity with the plane. Like, I'm only gonna be right. a gunner for a while. I'll let the other guys Watch do the, the other stuff. At work. Fair yeah, enough. exactly. Whereas Mega Fortress, it's like, nope, you're doing everything <laughs> yep now it does do a de- the whole point is it is designed to have a to, uh, around the plane that is supposed to fly itself because it's loaded to the gills with tech uh and it sort of manages that <laughs> yeah yeah it does it's a balls hard game though i don't know how yes, it's the one upside uh. the one upside you have is you have uh access to the entire united states uh, air force arsenal of every conceivable uh, missile known to man at that point. Oh, yeah. So, you want to have 18 so Mavericks and 15 Sidewinders? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So you can, in fact, uh, play missions by loading yourself to the gims, uh, to the gills with slam, with slam cruise missiles, throwing them at anything you see and leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you're not paying for the tax. You're not paying for the taxpayers. <laughs> it's oh, so God. true. It's so true. And uh, the, 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 the game's original campaign, which is the only campaign I've played, is so, so tough. It is so Dude, tough. It has two campaigns. It has three campaigns. There's three. Oh, right. there's, the, there's the tutorial campaign, there's, which is Red Flag. There's in Nevada. Which there's the, I'm not I even talking Persian. about that. There's the... Um, oh, no. It's got like eight campaigns. No. But I'm talking about the original one, but it's based on the book. Uh, one f- campaign, two campaigns. <laughs> but yeah, once right, yes, I understand oh, no. what you mean. But once There's you get the ex- flag, 
Yeah, there's like uh, there's seven or eight. Flag. Yes, there's Red Flag, which is a tutorial campaign. There's the Persian Gulf campaign, which is like a 1990s Iraq war thing. And then there is the Flight of the Old Dog, which is, hey, the Russians are invading. <laughs> we really want you to read this book, um, which came with the game originally. And there's, I think, a Libya campaign, I think. there's uh, like That's in one of the expansions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, the game, like, has half a, I think about half a dozen campaigns once you factor in the uh, expansions, which are, uh, which do come standard with Meg, with the Steam release at the very least. So if you do want to snag the game for eight dollars, you get all of it. Now you know what baffles me about that the the flight mm-hmm. of the old dog campaign really pulls from the book, you know, uh, and the book is not included with the Steam release. So I'm just wondering how. People handle that one. Um, I mean, I'm sure the book isn't expensive these days, but like back in the day, the game came with the book and you can read the book and then do the campaign. <laughs> and I think if you failed a mission, it would actually tell you, go read this page in the book to get an idea of what to do. <laughs> what McFucking book? Fly the old dog. Yeah, no, but like as a player playing this in oh, Steam right, in the year, right. not... exactly. How would I even get the book? Flight of the. Oh. oh, how would you get the book in Poland? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe Polish Amazon, Amazon. Uh, uh, Amazon. Yeah. Is that what you guys call it? Amazon. Sorry, that was uh, terrible. That was terrible. I'm oh, sorry. God. There is an audio book on Polish Amazon. We do actually have a Polish Amazon, which is very funny. Uh, but also there, yeah, there is there is an audio book huh. of it for the great for the for the great low low price of $9.99 sold for 20 United States dollars here. That's actually not terrible for an audio book. That's not that's not bad. No, as no, as I mean that's 20 bucks for the whole audio book. That's pretty good. Honestly, I've, okay, I, I, I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately, and they do seem to range between 15 and $25. Yeah, let me actually... I'll just keep looking for it regardless. So, yes, planes. Plain cool. But yeah, Mega Fortress, folks, it just hit Steam recently, by the way, if you haven't played uh, Mega Fortress. It is a very unique, uh, very, very unique uh, game. It's really the only game of its type in which you fly a modern bomber in that level of detail. And yes, uh, it's not quite flying a B2 bomber because at the time we didn't know those were real, <laughs> but it's the closest you'll get to it. Yeah. And, uh, it's very fiddly. Like there's a specific, it's almost like a proto DCS in some ways. Cause there's a very specific sequence to starting up the engines. There's a very specific oh, no, the, sequence no, to like landing. It doesn't even compare. <laughs> I know, but like that, that kind of game didn't have, there wasn't a game like that back then. That had all yes, the switches it was the and everything. You get to it in nineteen. Yeah, it has like a cabin pressure switch. That's how you know it's a simulator. Exactly, it has a cabin pressure switch. I don't yeah. know what it does, by the way. <laughs> I do not know what cabin pressure the cabin pressure switch does, but it is there, and I just turn it on and hope oh, no, not. And you, you, like, you have to turn. You have to. Today. You have to turn it on if you go above ten thousand feet, or your crew will start to faint from lack of oxygen. Ah. That's uh that sounds suboptimal to that performance. So yes, I'll do that. <laughs> so so yeah, you can if you're going below ten thousand feet and you need to like save power or whatever, 
uh, or it's da- or it's damaged. It could get damaged. Then you have to fly below ten thousand. Right, because the game has a complex damage system. Sure does. <laughs> Which well, is can, the one thing it has over DCS because DCS's damage system is garbage. Is it? It's awful because it was designed around around high performance uh, missile aircraft that uh, have that have an on and off state. Either you are not hit by a missile, in which case you're perfectly operational, or you are hit by a missile, in which case you are dead. Wow. Gunship 2000 has a more detailed damage modeling than damage model. Than yes, that. because it, because Gunship 2000 remembers that ground fire exists. <laughs> this is true. Fair. This is true. <laughs> but there are several states between shot and dead. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Which DCS nominally covers. Oh, man. <laughs> And then this is also painful compared to IL-2 because IL-2's damage system is impeccably good. Oh, is it? Every little spa, every control surface, everything is modeled bit by bit. You can shoot, like, you can shoot holes in your, um, in your uh, enemy's roundels if you're accurate enough, which you're not. Uh, you can, like, blow off people's land, you can, like, blow off people's landing gear and have the landing gear hit you in the cockpit. Oh no! Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, oh, that's it, great. It's, immen- it's yeah, it's absolutely brutal. I've seen it happen in that in that there is a famous uh, video of it where <laughs> you're chasing up your chip where one plane's chasing another. It it opens fire on the um, uh, on uh, on the, oh, I believe it was on the German plane. The German plane gets hit in the wing. The wing shears off along with the wing. The wing mounted landing gear shears off and smacks the Russian plane directly to the propeller. Oh dear. Which is a very, very, which is a, apparently a surprisingly common cause of uh, losses in back in World War II. You shoot something down and then crash into the wreckage. <laughs> That's also, yeah. J- Jacob, uh, about Mega Fortress, are you not going to tell about your wonderful landing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. So, uh, I discovered the game has an emergency landing procedure for landing without, uh, without landing gear. Because I executed a picture, like a book perfect approach down to like single knots of speed uh, onto a runway and then forgot to put down the landing gear. Oh no. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I la- best part is I landed perfectly with no like, di- with no like uh, reduced points, with no like issues whatsoever. It's just like, congratulations, it's Lieutenant on the successful gear up landing. Oh, I had to put those down. Right. Or in the biplane. <laughs> hey! I, normally, when you try that, you tend to crash the plane. I managed to land it regardless. I consider that a partial win. Any landing you can walk away from, especially in a beast like, uh, the beast like that. <laughs> yeah. Well done. The, hilariously enough, that thing is like laughably easy to land. The flaps on it are like magical. This thing does not have a stall speed. <laughs> If you're flying flaps down with that thing, like you could, you don't start to like a hundred knots. You, oh, really? Which is very weird considering it's like a multi-hundred-ton <laughs> Leviathan of a plane. Its wings are just that powerful that it can hold it up at that. <laughs> I'm, I'm full of shit. I, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Brian uh, doesn't know what a plane is. I don't know what a plane is. What is what is wing? What is what is airflow? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what is lift to drag and thrust right yes 
Uh, I'm so I'm honestly so happy you're playing Mega Fortress. Seriously, I'm happy it's, it is it's good. It's really good. Yeah, I'm happy it's it hits Steam. Kind of, it's a it's a vehicular stealth game, which you know there's like four of. Uh, okay, there's eight of, but five of them are Silent Hunter games. And then there's F19, F117, which Meg, are both the same game, basically the same game. Mega Fortress, and what else? Um, Cold Waters and um, mm. the not Red October, the Red, other Red, Tom Clancy book, Red, Red Storm, Red Storm Rising. Rising. Yes, oh man, so amazing. Fun. I just wish that would hit Steam. <laughs> I'm just waiting because I don't know if y'all heard. Sorry, I don't know if y'all heard, but Atari Zombie Atari apparently just bought like, um, apparently just bought uh. Tons of Microprose titles, like the IPs, but they haven't the said what yet. Microprose didn't own? Yeah, like they haven't said what yet, but they said a few, like 1942 Pacific Air War and uh, and F-14 uh, Fleet Defender and probably Falcon, because you can't get they Falcon. They might do something. It's Atari. It's it's modern day Atari. It's a zombie. It's like they're going yeah. to sit on it and do nothing. Yeah, they're going to sit on it. They can put it on Steam. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, now, modern Microprose is actually doing pretty good work, from my in my humble opinion. Oh, agreed. Hundred percent agreed. Hundred percent agreed. Yeah, they're doing great, but apparently they don't own the rights to a lot of their old back catalog, which is a goddamn shame. Apparently, Retroism owned a bunch of it, and then they just sold it to yes. Atari. Um, they did own Carrier Command, and Carrier Command. To people don't seem to like it. I really do, and I know the reason for it is because Carrier Command was originally fairly arcadey. And then they, and then in Carrier Command Two, they leaned into the simulator crowd because they thought the only people that would play this game are like uh, are like Gen Xers who are uh, who like grew up on freaking Sidewinder joysticks and uh, playing Elite and stuff like that, which they're not entirely wrong about. <laughs> Except most of those people have gotten old, have gotten old and don't want, and don't want to be bothered with a high with a high stress uh, high complexity game, but I do. <laughs> so I'm not complaining. Yeah, I mean, I played the original uh, back in the day and loved it, and then I tried this new one. I was like, oh god, oh god, oh 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 no, oh no. They also bolted co-op onto it, which worked out okay. Hmm. Awful co-op. It works, but it. But there are some. But people argue there are some concessions made to make the game better in co-op that make it worse in single player, which I don't see. But it's a thing, and it does work in co-op, and it is very fun having one person fly one plane, one person manage ground staff, one person pilot the bloody aircraft carrier. Hmm. Oh wow. I mean, that does sound fun, but wow. Sounds intense. So that's a Gaia mission, right? Uh, uh, no, that's Carry Command 2. Gaia mission is a whole uh, thing. Yeah, Gaia, okay, okay, Gaia mission is a very similar concept to Carrier Command 2, but Gaia mission is purely single player and is a little more approachable, I think. It's than, uh, oh, with a couple asterisks. Okay, it's yeah. more approachable, but much rougher. The main issue with this is, again, this is technically a real-time strategy, and, and the Gaia mission has brain-dead AI. 
Yeah, it's not. The AI is completely great. like inert, like Paradox Games level of like <laughs> no thoughts, code base empty. It's still a fun uh, game, even yeah, with exactly, that. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But it's a fun, a fun game. I agree with you, Brian. Oh, no, I'm not thinking Gaia Mission. I'm thinking Antares Rising, which is another type oh, of no, game. Oh, no, Antares Rising is really good. Yeah, but I was Antares thinking it's really good. Yeah, Antares Rising is excellent. Gaia Mission, I don't think yeah. I've played yet, but... Um, mm, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Terra's Rising, that one's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Fucking Tom Baker. <laughs> Tom Baker. Voice work on that one. Um, for God's sakes. All right. So, uh, folks, I'm going to be honest. I basically came up with this topic because I wanted to hear Jacob talk about Mega Fortress because that just makes me exceedingly happy. Just exceedingly I mean, happy. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> You can argue the validity of uh, setting up a pod- entire podcast topic over one thing, but like I'm not complaining. I'm more than willing to talk about Mega Fortress. It is really cool. <laughs> yeah, folks, if you like classic flight sims, it's now on Steam for like six bucks. It just, oh my God, it's so great. Yes, and if you want to pilot a bomber, there's like this and Bomber Crew for games that let you do that. And Bomber Crew is, you know, not a flight sim. And B-17, you can get B-17 on Steam. All right, um, and... And, oh, that's the one where the, that's the one that Micropros is actually doing a sequel for. Yes, yes, but you can get both the 1990 something and the 2000 one on uh, Steam. I think is a package. I think um, the earlier one is better, obviously. Um, but yeah, you can totally play B17 on Steam. But there aren't a lot of bomber sims. I mean, you can play some some. Uh, some survey sims that have bomber-esque things in them, like Jane's Fighters Anthology or Strike Fighters 2. They kind of have some bombery things in them. Um, but, um, but yeah, there aren't a lot of bomber sims. <sighs> so, David. The reason why there's not many bomber sims is because bombers don't seem very attractive to gamers and game designers because... It's a big clunky thing that flies, goes to a place, drops bombs, and leaves. Vizuki. <laughs> also, the fact that, of course, they have like a crew of eight, which is hard to manage unless you're running an actual crew management game like Bomber Crew, which is pretty good, actually. So, uh, David. Vizuki, I think the B, the Intellivision game might be better than the 2000 B-17 game, but I don't know if it's better than the 1992 uh, uh, Microprose game. The, the 1992-ish Microprose game is really excellent. But yeah, the, the, one, oh, on Intellivision, the one on Intellivision is also great. Uh, another, another old flying sim older than me that I, that I need to get on Steam now. Uh, no, no, no. B seven, B seven. Oh, you're talking about B seventeen, uh, the Microprose one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You, those are definitely worth owning. Um, the Intellivision one, you can just don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> so, David, what about you? What's got your gaming attention right now? Well, uh, for starters, I just need to continue on that uh, about bombers. Oh, I remember the moment they added bombers to Ace Combat in Assault Horizons. That was a good time, right? I guess Jacob. Oh. Oh. Don't remind me <laughs> wait, of that gameplay. Wait, 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 what? Hang on. 
So, Ace Combat Assault Horizon. Imagine you have a really cool game series known for its uniqueness, unique storytelling, and an, and an, and an interesting world. And then it was made into Call of Duty. Yep. Like spot on, <laughs> just Call yeah. of Duty with planes, everyone. What? It's Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> It's a modern military playing game where you play a gruff American uh, American white guy uh, blowing up uh, blowing up Russian separatists. Yep. With occasional side missions of an AC-130 and a, and a helicopter uh, gimmick, which could barrel for some reason. Yes, because real Apaches well, can absolutely do a full barrel. Assault Horizon without talking about the chases. Oh no! Oh no! And there's dogfight mode, which is. I'm getting flashbacks here. Wait. Okay. Should, oh. Yeah. What chases? Please fill me in. So Jacob. the dogfight mode works like this: uh, you're following the target in almost a scripted sequence, where you're just trying to keep the crosshair on the target, but you can't actually hit them until you get a specific. Uh, Indicator that you're allowed to fire and hit them. Yep. It was not yeah. good. What? Yeah. What you do is you go up to a plane, you press a button, and then you hold down W the uh, W and the missile key, and you win. That's Reminder: Also, it had quick time events. And uh. for some, and for some aircraft, it's mandatory. Ugh, that sounds terrible. Oh, yeah. That sounds terrible. It is terrible. Assault Horizon is is yeah it's the it's the most hated entry I would say yes oh, it's wow. also the first game that PC that PC players got yay, yay. Oh, oh no <laughs> thank you for making Ace Combat Seven good at least yep 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 which uh, it is because, yeah confirmed yeah but the reason why it happened of course because uh, again it was the big it was it was the time where you know it was the early two thousand mid two thousands where Everything was gray in Call of Duty, and also the Japanese market. The Japanese uh, the developers were like, "Well, there's this thing here we have called the Americans. We want to uh, sell video games to them, but what do they like? They like guns, and they like Call of Duty. So we're gonna put guns in Call of Duty in all our games to make the Americans yank them, yank, yank them more, like them more." <laughs> yeah, when we like something more, we yank it. That's that's how that's yeah, how we describe that's, it. That's that's that is how I, I'm an English major. I can attest to that. Did you did you yank that latest episode of The Mandalorian? I yanked it a lot. It was great. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, David. What 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 do you got? So it has not been a whole lot of gaming actually because of my computer troubles. Uh, I'm starting to look in the new pieces for the new rig that I'm gonna build this year. Oh my god! Yes! And yeah! 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 We can go back to the so, ascent. Uh, we can play the ascent finally. Once you get a new PC, to, you we, get to play video games. Yes! Yay! It's amazing. <laughs> and why did? And why? What motivated you to build a new PC is, of course. I have no idea. John Rukon. <laughs> Say it. You can do no, it. It's, uh, it's okay. It's okay, okay. Well, <clears throat> I've long said it, uh, well, last year since uh, the news came out about uh, <clears throat> Armored Core 6 is going to be a thing this year. 
that the new computer would be ready sometime before the game's release. And now, and now mm. we have a release date. Yes, we have a release date. So the question is if I'm going to build it now or if I'm going to wait for the autumn when it's coming out in, in August. And I'm getting real torn here, I got to say. Uh, that, and that, that's a tough call. I mean, are there any big hardware advances coming out between now and, and the autumn? Like, not. I don't, I, I don't think there are any big GPUs coming out. I don't think there are any big CPUs coming out. So I don't think, unless you want to save more for a better rig between now and then, that might be a reason to, to wait. Yeah. Um, don't you worry, Force. And I, I've saved that energy for next time, I suppose. <laughs> Um, sorry, but, sorry. but when we we're talking about computers, uh, like I'm really curious today here when I, when I'm looking here. Oh, uh, uh, Jedi Survivor almost requires uh, 16 gigabytes of VRAM in order to run properly. Oh, what? it's not even enough. What? Oh, we need even more VRAM for that. So yeah, it's something weird that's going on in the industry. I, I, I read an article on PC Gamer I think yesterday or today about how like ports are getting worse. And people yeah. are getting more and more annoyed about it. And Jedi, yep. uh, the new Jedi uh, Outcast game was uh, their big example. Oh, boy. Apparently it's Which a, is very... Good. Yeah, it's Jedi Survivor. Yeah, apparently it's a horrible port. Which is from what I understand. nominally very good. Runs horribly. Oh. Yeah, so uh, I heard. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. It has garbage frame rates, despite even on top of the line systems, it crashes constantly. It requires 155 gigabytes of space for some inane reason. Holy sh! What? Yep. That's bigger than Red Dead Redemption Two. Yep. <clears throat> so I'm taking these things into account because I want to build a new computer to be able to last for a couple of years. I mean, I got eight years out of this one, so I'm I'm pretty happy for this one. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, looking rough to build a new computer when. Games are coming out this way. We also had Redfall that came out uh, a little bit undercooked as yeah, well. Yeah, but Redfall is just bad. Yeah, I suppose. It's it's just sad, though. Arkin can do so much better. Yeah, we know they can, but... Yeah, but <laughs> like, I they, don't know the details of what happened to that game. I think someone gave them a bucket of money. Like, you make good games, but the games you make don't make money. So here's a bucket of money. Let's try and make a game that makes money. And they made a game that's apparently not going to make any money. Because apparently the Dishonored games didn't make any money. Apparently Prey didn't make any money. Apparently they make great games. They didn't make enough money. Yeah. Apparently they make great games that don't make enough money. So Microsoft and Bethesda were like, here's a bunch of money. Make a game that makes money. And they apparently made a game. Yeah, because Bethesda accepts Bethesda numbers from everything. That's the problem. Bethesda knows how to make great games anymore. Um, (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So you're excited, about that, about, uh, you're excited about Armor Core 6. Welcome to Armor Core Cast, my friends. The, okay. new, the new Armored Core podcast where all we talk about is Armored Core all the time. I've been playing Armored Core 3 on the Vita. I'm terrible at it. Uh, the controls aren't great, and I can only hit things with guided weapons after things locked on. There's a mail- I've, I've got a sword somehow, and I keep forgetting to use it because the button to use it's like down on the D-pad or some crap. Yep. Like, what the hell is what the hell yep. is happening? And so I'm like, what? Oh yeah, I've got a aliens. Oh yeah, I've got at a sword. You, That's right. At least, at least you're on the Vita. At least you're actually on the Vita. You have a second uh, analog stick. That's true. That does help a little bit, but it's still like uh, 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 it's so like. <laughs> got to move here. Got to move up a little bit left. Little more left. More left. Okay, now I can shoot. Like 
it feels, I've got to say it feels very robotic. I know, I know, I know, I know. But the controls are like, okay, maybe someday I'll get this. <laughs> but I, I like yeah, the combat once I can, once I can figure it out, I'm enjoying the combat. It's just like, there's so many of these other buttons. It's like what? Why? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm going to play more of it. I'm going to play more of it. I'm like three or four missions in now and I'm going to play more of it. Um, and I'm enjoying the hyper capitalistic future it has set out for us. Uh, so I'm enjoying that. <laughs> don't you love just uh, taking out protesters? That's a good time, right? Oh God. <laughs> Well, hey, we, they, so dark. I, I know these workers need this factory, but we're going to build homes here. It's okay. I mean, you'll get a job somewhere else, right? It's all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but, uh, go ahead. Uh, but if I uh, round back to, uh, well, today's subject uh, is not Armored Core 6. So what I've been playing is uh, well, a little bit of bouncing around. Uh, I've been looking at Arc Runner as well. I'm having some trouble with this computer as well. So, uh, but I am trying to get back into Beat Hazard Free because it had a very nice update recently uh, with some. Oh yeah, it had a huge update the other day. I got to get back into it too. Yeah, yeah. Had a massive so, uh, update the other day. Uh, yeah, I really like to see where this game is going, and um, it only looks to get bigger and more crazy after this. Um, and yeah, I still very appreciate the, to disable the friggin' strobing lighting. So my my eyes are no longer bleeding. I can actually see. I'm very happy. <laughs> uh, so uh, more that I've been playing. Let's see. I've also been trying to get into uh, a little bit more uh, of these uh, survival-like clones. Um, I've been playing... No, I'm not linking that one right now, though. That's a, that's a weird weird thing. Uh, but I've been trying out something called the Freedom Drive. But mostly of these uh, survival-likes I've been playing is Gunlock. Yeah, yes. I had a DLC not too long ago, and I definitely would recommend that one. So apparently, yeah. apparently the developer uh, had uh, been a way of for some medical medical emergency or stuff like that. So development oh, no. had stopped for a bit, but it's back at it again, or they are back at it. It's funny you mentioned Freedom so, Drive. I played that for the first time yesterday, and I really liked it. Yeah, all vehicles are acting very different from each other. I should probably link that as well. I can do That's it. I got it right here. About. Okay, thank you. Uh, the very cool thing with Freedom Drive is that all vehicles are acting very different from each other. The first car is, uh, well, acting like a race car. You skid around all the place and can do some sick drifts and stuff. But the second car, which is a SUV, is way slower and almost moves like a tank. But it's hard, it's hard to tell with words. And third vehicle, the hovercraft, is, I don't know. Have you unlocked the hovercraft so far, Brian? No, I'm still on the first car. It's absolutely insane. Oh, God. It has no traction at all. It, it just floats everywhere all over the place. Oh, no. <laughs> that sounds great, actually. Just, just permanent understeer. Yes. <laughs> and I also unlocked the tank, the final vehicle, and that one doesn't even have boost, which is very interesting. Instead, it fires its main gun. So I like that the all four vehicles are acting very different from each other. So, oh, that's yeah, nice. more of that, please. 
Yeah, that that's a that, that's definitely one of those. Uh, I I really enjoy Survivor likes that's uh, that that have vehicles. Like there's a mech one, Mechageddon. I think yeah, I bought called. it one too. I need to try it. I need to try it. Yeah, I I played it yesterday too for the first time, and that was a lot of fun. The mech, the the first mech you get feels like this big lumbering thing that doesn't move very quickly, but it's pretty tough, you know. And uh, it felt really nice. So that was a lot of fun. Um, that's a oh, good, yeah. that, that's definitely a good one to try. So it sounds like we've all been playing a lot of really fun stuff, especially Arc Runner, which I'm I cannot wait play arc runner on friday i haven't touched it because i want to go in blind um you know because i like going in blind but um but yeah i can't i'm very excited about arc runner too um so may i, I guess, drop another one here Brian? yeah yeah yeah. go ahead go good all right and i've been playing something else uh on and off a little bit uh that i had an update in uh, early april that's going to be the 1st of April, actually. And that's going to be Gunner Heat PC, which is uh, shaping oh, up to be quite the tank game. Yes. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes, yes. Um, I, look forward, to, or I look forward to it for development. Or some of us are calling it M1 Tank Platoon 3, basically, because that's yeah. what that's basically what it is. And, uh, yes. yeah, we're all... Those, those sim... Those, those sim uh, heads are, uh, amongst us are very excited about Gunner Heat PC, my friends, if you haven't checked that one out. Because it looks like it's going to be absolutely terrific once it's done. Oh, my uh, God. And uh, I've got to add, it's, it, it has a really realistic feeling to it uh, compared to some other games I won't mention now. <laughs> oh, what's that? Something with funders or something like that? No, I, I don't mention them now. <laughs> I mean, there aren't a ton of tank games on uh, on Steam. There's uh, that one, and there's what was the other one? Steel Beasts. What's that other tank game? What's on Steam? It's Steel Beasts on Steam? No, 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 no. It's made oh, by no, the guy. No, no, no. no, it's made by the guys who did. Um, God, made by those strategy game guys who did. Uh, oh my God, I can't remember it now. Damn it. <laughs> Man. Hang on, hang on. No, they they did uh not World of Tanks. Um what's it called? Not Arma 3. Uh trying to look at the tank games on Steam that I own. Uh god. Uh, what are you thinking of? I'm I'm trying to remember the tank game that I own. Oh, I think it's made by these guys. Tank Warfare, Tunisia. It's made by these guys, but it's not that game. Yeah, it's made by Gravity Team. That's it. And it's uh Oh uh God, what the hell is it? Steel Fury. Is that the one? Is that the one? No, it's 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 Steel Armor, Blades of War. Steel Armor, Blades of War. Steel Blades, Is that the Blades one? Oh yeah. I You're see right. It, You're right. That's the one that thank you, Thorsten. That is the one I was thinking of. That's actually a pretty good game. Um yes. Yes, that's actually a pretty good game. Uh, that's probably one of the better tank games on Steam. I'll be perfectly honest, but it's made by the same. It's made by the folks at Graviteam who do Graviteam Tactics, uh, which is a really amazing war game if you haven't played it, and um, and uh, Tank Warfare, which is another great war game if you haven't played that one. Uh, oh, there's so- also this one. Little tank simulator. Oh, tank yeah. simulator. What is I need this? to go back to that one. Oh, I for- completely forgot about this one. 
Oh wow! So yeah, Total so Tank Simulator. Awesome. It's a RTS FPS uh, a combo where you can jump into and direct control any of the units you put on the field, including mm. infantry and aircraft. Oh, uh, they've already made. They've they've also made a, a kind of Panzer Generally game called Total Tank. Total Tank Gen. That's hard to say. Total Tank Generals, which looks more Panzer Generally. Um, than yeah. the other one. Yeah, same in the same uh, universe style. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot about Total Tank. How do I own this? I don't know how I own this, but apparently I own it. Uh, the developer is Noobs from Poland. Interesting. <laughs> okay, I forgot. I completely forgot about this one. I'll have to look at this one. This looks fun. Anyway, folks, we're going to wrap it up. Um, next week on the show, we're welcoming a guest. Uh, you may recall a week or two ago, I played this bananas game called Astro Protocol 2, which is, the as the developer describes it, a cassette future adventure game. And, and oh my God, it is. <laughs> um, it's an amazing thing. It's like two megabytes in size. It's like you can put it on two floppies that's how big this game is and yet it's a it's really an astounding thing and so we're gonna have the developer of that on next week uh, very excited about that because that game is very interesting and uh tomorrow if i'm awake enough we'll have more gunship 2000 i'm going out tonight so i don't know if i'll be awake enough Going outside? Uh, I know, I know. It's some of my favorite people in the world, or else I wouldn't do it. Uh, I'm going to have dinner with some of my favorite people in the world, or else I wouldn't be going anywhere. <laughs> They're the only people I would I would deign to see uh, in person besides my wife's family. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm excited. I'm excited about that. So hopefully I'll have enough energy to stream tomorrow. Uh, but regardless, I'll see you on either tomorrow or on Friday. So thanks for uh, hanging out, everyone. We talked about a lot of great games today. Um, I hope you all have a great day. Be safe, be well, take care of each other. Thank you, as always, to our patrons. And again, thank you, as always, to those of you who've gotten vaccinated. The, uh, the uh, pandemic isn't over. The WHO said recently that one in... Uh, Billions of people are going to be affected by long COVID. So the more you get COVID, the more at risk you are for serious organ damage. So please wear a mask, get vaccinated, take care of yourselves, take care of the people around you as well. And the best way you can do that is getting vaccinated and wearing a mask. So please, for the love of whatever deity you believe in or deities, Get freaking vaccinated. I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to say this at the end of every show until this isn't a pandemic anymore, for God's sakes. Um, please get vaccinated. And with that, we hope you all have a great day and a great week, and hopefully we'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a great one, y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs>